0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar, the Barbarian. And my guest today is Damian, the Jersey Devil, the author of Into the Forest of Worms, Temple of the Demonic Cult.
1: Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Thanks. I'm
0: I'm doing great. We get to talk about about Dungeons and
1: Dragons, so that always makes me happy. (laughs) Cool, cool.
0: Can you tell us a bit about Into the Forest of Worms, Temple of the Demonic Cult? Uh,
1: So, Into the Forest of Worms, Temple of the Demonic Cult is uh, very much a, it's a 5th edition adventure. Uh, It can be found on the DM's Guild. It's very much, I try and meld 5th edition with kind of old school style adventure. Basically, uh, it takes place in the Forgotten Realms. And it's an adventure that starts off by escorting a caravan. Very classic trope. And uh, takes you to the town of Hardbuckler. And then eventually the adventure culminates in a in a massive dungeon crawl, and it's uh, all in the background is this demonic cult that is kind of attempting to uh, gain a foothold in the Forgotten Realms, and there is a a crystal that's kind of along the lines of Crenshinabon from the Crystal Shard by R. A. Salvatore. Oh yes, that um is kind of like the uh, antagonist behind the whole plot.
0: I got two questions on this adventure. The first one I'm going to ask is. It's a demonic cult. Is there a specific demon attached to this cult? Uh,
1: Yes. So uh, there is a demon called Malum Vinapata. It's a Merilith. It is under the influence of the stone. Essentially, it's trying to lead a demon army uh, from the abyss into Faerun. And that would be negative if that occurs, I'm assuming. (laughs) yes, yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) we don't want that to happen so yeah hopefully even if you're playing a bunch of evil characters they might want to stop that from happening because that might be bad for their just their world in general i'd assume <laughs>
1: but, yes yes definitely definitely
0: and the dungeon what could you tell us about the i'm a dungeon crawl guy i like dungeon crawls i i, I just I, I really get into them i could sit there and play through a dungeon crawl just every night
1: for a game <laughs> so uh, the dungeon is, is two levels. I want to say the first level is roughly 38 rooms. It's inside a, uh, a hill, a forested hill in the forest, uh, in the Forest of Worms very specifically. It's occupied mainly by a young green dragon that is under the influence of, of the stone. The stone is known as Panjdatu, And uh, of course, uh, throughout the uh, first level of the temple, there are cult members, There are undead and, uh, of course, some very low-level demons. Uh, And then the second level is split up into two pieces. It's massive. I want to say it's in excess of probably 70 to 80 rooms. Just to backtrack real quick, on the first level, uh, the characters are going to encounter a portal. And the portal is uh, what the demons are using to try and come into Faerun. And what I've done is, is I've kind of made it to where um, the portals are essential to uh, the plot, where the adventurers have to go around the dungeon and they have to find a way to close these portals, whether it's, you know, destroying them or finding a key that is uh, matched to that, to that portal to then close it. So the second level uh, has way more portals. And, and, and again, the, the main thing is, pun intended, the key is to find the key to close that very specific <laughs> portal. So it kind of makes it to where, like, you're not just kind of like down in the portal and you're just kind of like, OK, here's a room. Here's a room. Here's a room. It's no, I need you to go around, explore where are these portals. And let me find this key that goes to this portal. And, and then I've kind of thrown in some things just to kind of make it crazy. Uh, there's some rooms that are specifically designed to where the uh, players can uh, seek refuge um, the stone is uh, chaotic neutral in nature so it kind of gets off on watching the players go through the uh, dungeon so it doesn't get upset if they if they're successful in, in in eliminating members of the cult or closing a portal because it's it's kind of it's kind of getting um, satisfaction out of just seeing what's happening if, if that makes sense yes so yeah um, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff. There's a lot of random things that I try and make the 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 dungeon fun. You know, it's not just, hey, I'm going to go in here, hack slash fight. You know, there's characters that are in there to try and entertain the players. The shopkeeper is modeled on Eric Idle of Monty Python fame. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he very much has that personality. Uh, kind of think of the um, the the peasant in uh, Monaco and the Holy Grail, where they're there mucking around in the mud and they're talking about, you know, this isn't the form of government that I wanted. That's yes. exactly how the shopkeeper <laughs> acts. It, it's you know, it's it, I tried to in, insert a little bit of comedy in the, into the adventure.
0: That's great. I appreciate that. sketch specifically. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah. Now, you've got another one that you're working on as well, correct?
1: Yeah, so uh, it, it's essentially it's, it's building off of that same adventure. It's uh, Into the Forest Worms, Temple of the cult, expanded encounters where I take uh, various um, locations, creatures, uh, characters from that adventure. And I expand on them uh, to try and um, basically I'm taking my own little I'm taking a, a pocket of the of the Forgotten Realms. And I'm kind of just kind of creating my own little bit of homebrew lore and and, and putting it out there for, for other people to enjoy. I have a group of players that are actually uh, my friends from back in the 90s that we we cut our teeth playing second edition. And we're actually running through this adventure and then also doing the, the uh, expanded encounters. So I'm, I'm actually like kind of just building the lore uh, for all this. You know, we're, we're building the world together. Yeah. While, while playing.
0: Yeah, that, no doubt. And that's how that, that's a great game. Like those styles of game where you're building it together while it's happening. That's a, that's a, that's a wonderful approach. I think I, I we've talked about that kind of stuff plenty out here. I really appreciate that. Now these are the, the, the folks that you played with back in the nineties. Are you playing online yes. or in person? Yeah.
1: Or? Yeah. So we play, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of stupid. Okay. And I, <laughs> and I say that, I say that, you know, uh, sarcastically. Te- Technology is kind of a bane to me somewhat, so I'm not very good with roll twenty as a DM. I'm still working on that. So, oh,
0: I can empathize uh, with that. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: we so we we take turns D, uh, DMing, and I try and recreate. Uh, playing the classic way. So what I do is, so my one friend lives in Florida. My other friend lives in New Jersey, which is where I'm originally from. And then I have another friend that lives in Long Island. He lived in New Jersey, moved to Long Island. He's, he's the smart one of the bunch. Went to Farley Dickinson University. He's got this molecular biology uh, degree, does cancer research, all this stuff. And then another friend of mine, he retired from the army. He's in Mississippi. He's kind of on a hiatus right now. But anyway, we all play online. So what we do is we use Discord. We use the video from Discord in the chat. That's what we do. I, I set the table up. I have the battle mat out, all the miniatures, uh, all the terrain. Uh, I, I use my laptop to an extent. I set up my my iPad and I use my iPad as the camera, and I literally manage the table using that camera, as if my friends are there at the table, and we literally play like that. So. I do everything and they tell me what they're doing and it, it works out. It works out pretty good. And I, I try and recreate the classic way of playing of how we were back in the day, if we would have all been at the table.
0: So let me ask you this question, because I know that you and I are very close in age. Were you
1: playing with minis back in the nineties? I was not, I was completely, really... <laughs> yeah, I was completely theater of the mind. Yeah. And then, and then, and then along came 3.5 and my buddy's like, what do you mean you don't play with minis? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know anything about minis. And the next thing you know, I was like, wait a minute, these are pretty cool. And then I was like, bye, 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 bye. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's, it's, it, it, it enhances the, the tabletop experience and I, and I enjoy the hell out of it, the hell out of it. You know, I really do. Oh yeah.
0: So here's the thing about with me. I, I do have a few minis, not mm-hmm. many minis, <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, I have told myself, and and it may not have been me that said it. It might be, it, it might be someone else that said it. I'm not allowed to start buying minis. <laughs> I already like, know who you're referring to. <laughs> I may not be able to get into because that's kind of a commitment. And I know how I am with things like with I was with my comic books, um, with my game. Like i like, okay, I have to have them all now, and I'll be
1: buying. Yes. Them. Yes, and same problem, same
0: problem. I we have occasionally before COVID we were meeting in person our game group and we would occasionally use minis in a battle map, but we didn't do it a lot. We do mm-hmm. sometimes for some some dungeons and stuff. So, and mm-hmm. with online I'm doing it less and less. We tried out D20 and like you said, I a D20 doesn't work well for me as a yeah. DM. As a player, yeah. I'm fine with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, same, same here. Same here.
0: Well, my biggest thing with D, uh, D roll 20 is that uh, I get real bad lag. I don't know why, but everybody sees something different and I wait forever. Half the time I have to log out and log back in to catch up with everybody.
1: I, I've experienced that too. Um, not, not as much, but yeah, sometimes, I mean, it's the biggest platform. So everybody's on it. You know, if you're playing it Friday night at 8 p.m., just think of how many people are on there all at the same time. Everybody's trying to, you know, oh, let me put this map on there that's got dynamic lighting and all this stuff. And the next thing you know, it's like the whole system crashes. Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I've, I've experienced that, Yeah, It's
0: getting bogged down. That's, that's definitely happening. Yeah. We never played online until COVID hit. And I think that now most of our – and we have one in-person game going on now after everybody got their shots and vaccinations and boosters and all that, we started meeting in person. But most of our games have been online lately. The positive is – we are playing a little bit more than we were because we're yeah. not having to drive somewhere, you the, know, yes. that makes it easier. And I can take care of a kid real quick. If I Hey, Hey, y'all, I got to step out there and take care of my kid's issue now or drive them somewhere <laughs> to come right back. I don't have to be away
1: from the house. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah, I can. I can definitely agree to that. I, I would definitely say that uh, COVID brought me back in back into playing D&D because um, I had the fifth edition books I had brought, bought them back in like, I think, like 2018. Mm-hmm. I was on Amazon. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? There's a new edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Like, I didn't even know fourth edition had come out. I'm like, fourth? Wait, we're on fifth? So I bought the books and they just kind of sat there on my shelf. Then COVID hit. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start playing D&D because I'm sitting at home. I can't be at work. You know, the, it was it was crazy because here I am in the Navy and they're like, well, you, you can't go to the ship. I'm like, what do you mean you can't go to the ship? No, you need to stay home. OK, all right. Well, if I'm going to stay home, I'm going to play d d So I got a hold of all my friends. And next thing you know, we were we were first we were playing on Facebook Messenger video. And then we finally realized, hey, there's this real cool platform called Discord. And we were playing on that. So it worked out. So, I mean, COVID was a terrible thing, but in, in one way, COVID kind of brought me back to D and D and got me to hook back up with my old friends from the nineties. So it was kind of cool. That is cool. That is nice to be able to play with
0: your old group. I play, I do occasionally play with some of the folks I played with back in the day and not, not that many uh, and not that often, but I do COVID. I feel that I've heard that from a lot of people. COVID was definitely a boost to playing D and D and role-playing games in, in general, and I've heard from more and more people and people putting stuff out that are that are really great creatives that they kind of really delved into it more when COVID hit. They're like, oh, well, I can't leave the house. d and and the Internet's there, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So that worked out well. Let's let me ask you about some of your past gaming history, because that's just one thing I like to ask people because I like to reminisce. You tell what can you tell me about you playing back in the day
1: <laughs> so I, I first I first started playing in, in, in I think it was either eighty eight or nineteen eighty nine with a friend of mine and uh he introduced me to the the big the big box set that had the giant red dragon on the front that was the one that had Zanzer temp. Yes <laughs> and had the stone also had the stone fast adventure in, inside of it the, the dungeon crawl mm-hmm. so I, I played that and I, I got hooked and I was like wow this is awesome. So uh I kind of grew from that. And uh, we started, you know, we started playing, um, we went from that and then we went to the d Rule Cyclopedia, which yes. was the the Mystara, uh setting. And then um, next thing you know, he's like, hey, uh, they got this thing called Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition. I'm like, advanced? And he's like, yeah, advanced. I'm like, okay, cool. So I started learning Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition. And then I moved from where I was living at in New Jersey to another part of New Jersey, and that's where I met my group of friends that I play with now. My friend Angel, my friend Joe, uh, my friend Victor, and my friend Brian. And we played a lot of second edition. I mean, when I say I cut my teeth playing second edition, <laughs> I cut my teeth. From 92 to 96, every Friday and every Saturday was pizza, like cases of Mountain Dew, <laughs> and like 8 o'clock at night till like 5, 6 o'clock in the morning just playing d and I mean, that's what we did. And we played Forgotten Realms. We played Ravenloft. We played Dragonlance. We played Dark Sun. We played almost everything. I think the only setting we didn't really touch, and that was probably because maybe maybe it was just really hard to find, um, was maybe maybe Spelljammer. I, I knew mean, we you even, were gonna say spelljammers
0: because yeah. I never had the Spelljammer box, and I could never find this thing unboxed. And I don't know yeah. why. It was just yeah. not an easy one to find back in the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we played that. Um, we even touched Birthright a little bit, which was which was really I remember cool. That yeah, Birthright. My friend AJ uh, was a who's a huge Star Wars fan. I'm also a Star Wars fan, but not as much as him, uh, or otherwise known as my friend known as Angel. We call him AJ. Uh, he introduced me to the West End games of Star Wars. Oh yeah, we really, played that. Yeah, we were playing, which that. was really cool. Uh, we played that. Um, we played uh, one time. We played the Robotech RPG.
0: We oh, I had, the, yeah, that was where yeah. I started. It was with the well, my first game was Foss's Doctor Who, but Robotech came right okay. after, and, uh, and okay, and that was yeah, that was a big beginning of ours, especially yeah. in the late uh, st- years. 89 is the exact same time we started. Yeah. I don't remember
1: when exactly it was around. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh I think the other the other one we played was uh, I think we even played the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles RPG like once or twice. Oh, we played a lot of that too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> those were yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, those exact, yeah. those are the exact yeah, this is stuff we were getting into at the exact same time. I like here. That was that brings back memories. Well, we're coming close to time. Could you let the listeners know where they can find you online and find your find your adventure and, and adventures in the future online?
1: Sure, absolutely. So on Twitter, uh, I can be found at uh, Damien the Jersey Devil at DAM, D A M, 7813 on Twitter. And then my adventure can be found on the DMs Guild website. Uh, it just simply go into the search bar and type in into the Forest of Worms, Temple of the Demonic Cult, and you will easily find my adventure. It's available in PDF format. And also, uh, the awesome people at Grim Press converted it for me into fantasy grounds for virtual tabletop.
0: And that's about all we have time for today. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. And those of you that have, thank you very much. You can find us on Facebook, Wobblies and Wizards. Just search that. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleKrom. We have a Patreon. We can use any support you can offer us. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And those of you that are giving us support, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart so much. And as always, keep those dice rolling.